Hi there, welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. This week we're going to be talking to one of my wonderful clients, Ali. Ali talks so honestly about what is very typically a winding journey with alcohol, ups and downs, stops and starts, and her experience in that, being part of my alcohol experiment program, and now Ali is part of the Be The Lighthouse, which is the more ongoing pay-as-you-go membership program for women who have made the decision that they are moving towards a alcohol-free life or a longer-term break from alcohol. Um, and I just thought it would be a great opportunity to share what Ali has been through and what's been useful to her because I think it's so important that we acknowledge that it can take us a while to get where we want to go because there's often more work to do around ourselves and our sense of selves, building our relationship with our precious essence of self. And we have to stumble in order to learn, process and grow. And that is part of the journey. I know for me, before I found the alcohol experiment and the This Naked Mind methodology, I spent at least a year, if not longer, uh, doing Feb Fast, Dry July, Sober October, and nothing sticking And until I found this methodology. So it's great that we share that honestly and... Give, give space for the ups and downs of life as well as the ups and downs of this journey back to self. I hand you over to Ali. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking. Come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. Hello, everybody. This is my good friend and client, Ali, who I have been working with for a little while. And I wanted to invite Ali on to come and talk to you about her experience 
as a woman in midlife, finding that alcohol wasn't really working for her and her journey with that. And then Ali has been with me in the alcohol experiment. And so I want her to share a little bit about what her experience was in the alcohol experiment so that it's not just me talking about what it's like and telling people, oh, it's this. It's actually someone who's been there and has experienced it and has come out the other side as well. And Ali now, Ali and I now um, meet relatively regularly just to, in a more maintenance capacity, just to kind of, um, as part of my Be The Lighthouse group, which is all for, you know, women who are um, moving in the next steps with their alcohol-free life. So it's very exciting that she has come with me on this journey. And she's a beautiful, vibrant, uh, vivacious um, woman who, incredibly eloquent and has done the work um, in a really um, thoughtful way around her relationship with alcohol and what it means to her. And so I'd love you to meet Ali because I feel like she represents the lovely women that I work with very often um, and she will be great person for you to hear from. So Ali, without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey with alcohol and how you ended up finding the alcohol experiment? Sure. Thanks, Em. I'm already feeling misty in that introduction because it's a it's an emotional sort of journey and a very and because of how positive and joyful it is, and especially working with you. Um, I um, yeah, I started drinking in my teenage years, probably very young, 13, 14. Um, alcohol's always been there in my social life, uh, in, you know, family life at home with my parents. And um, it, like, like many of us, just sort of crept up and up. And I started to get concerned about my drinking, I think, in my 40s. And I'm 53 now. And um, I did some things then. I, I, I remember doing a, a, a course with uh, Sydney Uni, I think, because I was living in the bush, you know, for women, like a correspondence course for controlling alcohol. I've done some counselling, uh, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one psychology um, capacity. I, I've done some group work with other programs. And then in, um, two, well, 2020, I did my first Annie Grace live alcohol experiments. So I've actually done five live alcohol experiments in the last two and a half years. I'm very proud to say yeah. <laughs> because for me, yeah, it's been, you know, about building and building and building uh, the information and the work. So I've done two with this naked mind with Annie Grace. And then um, I think via the first January 1, 2020, somehow I met Em, Emma, yeah. and, and I've done private coaching with Emma as well. So, and I've done three live alcohol experiments with Emma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've kind of been with me on my iterations of the alcohol experiment. Yes. I think the first one that we did last year, we, it was a bit, a little bit different um, to how we do it now. And it's yeah. kind of been evolving, hasn't it? Yes. An evolving. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, yes. And so, and I have, after those in general, I've gone back to drinking. 
And sometimes with disappointment, well, I mean, with disappointment, let's face it, you know, but now I'm really happy for all of those and all of that. You know, I've got journals this thick full of, that's an exaggeration, this thick full of, <laughs> full of all of the work and all of the thoughts. And, and for me, it's been, you know, a beautiful sort of spaghetti. Um, and, I mean, one of our friends um, who was coached by Emma in one of the groups, you know, she just stopped drinking completely after the first alcohol experiment and, um yeah, and for me now the switch has f- flicked. Yeah, yeah. Off. <laughs> and I love that you tell yeah. that story, Ali. And I'm so glad that you have come on to do that because it it is so rarely a just one off. You know, you do a program and you're suddenly a non drinker. There's so much of a journey that so many of us have to go through in order to get to the place where that we're actually comfortable with that kind of concept. Um, it's a little bit like splitting up with a, a lover or a, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And each yeah, time, like, like you say, every time you go, come back to our colony, kind of like, this is, I feel like there's a reason why I need to go back then afterwards you can you can reflect on that and go oh now i understand what was happening there yeah. and then that gives you the foundation for your next step when you are ready mm-hmm. yeah and it's so lovely working in these different groups of women and just you know observing all of us i mean we'll talk i'm sure we'll talk about this further but you know the similarities are just quite incredible and that's the beauty of the work because we just relate to each other so much but our journeys are different our timelines are different um and i always say to you em you know you'd all you've all throughout this process because i guess yeah so i've been working with you for over two years but you always say it'll happen al it'll happen you know and i've just been and that's been my thing it will just believing you and also knowing i'm not going to give up yeah I'm not I mean for me I just wasn't going to give up because for me what's happened with the booze was anxiety so I you know I have a lot you know like I saw I've got a lot on my plate I'm running a business and um I was drinking for every reason celebrate you know bored blah blah blah, all the reasons but anxiety was one of them and that was causing terrible anxiety that I was then medicating with the booze so I'm also really happy that my body and brain started to react in a very quite drastic way like I would the three o'clock in the mornings for me were actually physical pain you know my stomach and it was just became it's become it has and did become unbearable and I'm sure it would be unbearable again if I started to drink again because I just know that that is now what my brain's going no <laughs> my body's going no and so I'm I'm grateful for that pain no yeah, interesting it's, yeah it's such an interesting thing because anxiety is such a it, like you say it's so you know it's such a strong reason behind why so many of us drink and at the same time you know when you're drinking it's it's making it all so much worse. So much worse. Yeah. I mean, in my non-drinking time, my, yeah, I mean, it's just, I just deal with things so much more calmly now, <laughs> really. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, so, but what happened for me, which I now, like, feels, it actually feels, does feel quite different right here, right now. Yeah. So that's why I'm really excited to talk as well, because I do feel like I've jumped over to that place that I've only sort of been 
waving at, you know, and seeing other people on that yeah. island. And I just feel like I'm just not going to drink, right? That's yeah. And that's such a good feeling. That's yeah. what makes me cry. But so, but I still had it there after the last August alcohol experiment, which is the last one I did with you. Beautiful month, yeah. wonderful women. We all had a great time and we were all holding each other and it was a great success. And then I had some event, some date, or I had something where I thought, wee, it's the end of August, of course I can have a few drinks, you know. So I still had a belief there that that would be a great idea, and it really wasn't. Like I think I spent like quite a few days trying to clamber back to like stopping, Yeah. Um, and that was frightening, and I'm happy for that. So what's happened for me, which I feel is like my personal little magic trick, which I'm still sort of... Um, and very motivated by um, is that I and, and and the thing about the alcohol experiment is that we all work together on things that are coming up. That's one of the great things, you know. We've got something coming up. We're nervous about. So I had my first trip overseas because I I import. So I hadn't gone for three years because of COVID. So I had my first trip overseas to an exotic land, which had always by myself. I always use alcohol in airports, on aeroplanes, at the end of the day to de-stress. So I was working with the group about how I was going to do this trip without alcohol, and I was terrified of this concept. But I knew I had to draw a line in the sand. It was the beginning of September, and I'd, you know, I'd gone back to struggling with booze after the beautiful alcohol experiment. So I drew a line in the sand for the airport and haven't drunk since then and had a fantastic time. So... The time was so beautiful that it's that that stuff around all this work, which is, you know, positive emotion. You know, how do we want to feel yeah. free, you know, excited? All of this came to me in this genie's bottle. I was in the I was in Egypt, so it's like a genie's bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like a magic sort of spell came over me in in Cairo in my beautiful um time without alcohol doing yeah. my business and it was like such a positive affirmation that um so yes I think that the negative the difficult the rock bottoms the hard stuff is motivating because yeah. it doesn't feel nice but oh. when you have these fantastic experiences you know which are way better without the booze that's just that's that's what's happened for me yeah, yeah I mean that was such a brave thing more yeah sorry <laughs> that's all right it was such a brave thing for you to do to go and do that some you know do something like that because travel is often a thing that's very triggering for people because yeah. we have so much anxiety around it and because it's you know we're so conditioned to alcohol and traveling kind of go hand in hand don't they so mm-hmm. you know to take that step and do the really brave thing was you know very courageous and it sounds like it really paid off oh yeah and it was actually super easy yeah. <laughs> probably easier yeah. right actually yeah, everything <laughs> I mean everything's easier if you're not yeah if you're not preoccupied with with yeah mm. absolutely absolutely and I'll tell if you don't mind tell um, the people who are listening, what it's actually like being part of the alcohol experiment. What do you kind of get and what's helpful and what does it feel like? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I'm sort of confident that I'm speaking on behalf of the rest of the group as well because we 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 would all share this all the time. It's, it's a very beautiful space, you know, it's just and it's a very... 
I mean, the, the idea that we're all on day one, we're all on day two, we're all tracking at the same pace together. And, and a lot of us come in nervous and we express that. Like everyone, you know, is feels so safe really right off the bat. That's my experience anyway, is that in the three groups I've been in with you, we just, we just, and, you know, and we're all holding each other and we've got three different, um, I'm really distracted by the beautiful, it's a beautiful day in Sydney. It's like staring at the blue sky. Sorry, Melbourne. <laughs> I'm laughing, um, Ali, because it's not here. It's really <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. So the way, I mean, sometimes we refer to the experiment as a bubble because it does feel like a bubble and you have to, obviously, we all know we've got to launch out of the bubble on day 30, but the actual you know the actual 30-day program is very um you feel very held and the the different um platforms so you want to write something we're writing every day you know our thoughts in the Facebook group and everyone's sharing we are watching Emma every morning so we know the topic to reflect on we're journaling and we are meeting each other in the evenings and it's just you know you can't get away from it It's, Which is kind of what you need, isn't it? When you're in that sort of early stages, you definitely need that. And I, I know when we come to the end, everyone's, it's a bit, you know, we're all a bit nervous, aren't we? It's like what happens when we move out of that safe space and how are we going to be? And that's the sort of, that's kind of, we do have a follow on group as well, which Ali, Ali's part of and, um, a lot of the other people who were in that alcohol experiment with us have got gone into as well, which is just to hold that space for people as they take the next steps. And again, because it's not a straight journey, it isn't. And, you know, we're all learning how to do something new. <laughs> um, and it's just like that, it, that community and that, you know, having um a safe place to be held and to land is so important i think for a lot of us what's so wonderful about it is the work that so em's always um you know reiterating the 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 self-love and the fact that it's not our fault you know the fact that it's our work to do but it's it is about the substance and that we can all relate to and that takes away our shame because i mean there's shame at first you know to admit how much you've been drinking or to and then once that is sort of dealt with in the content then we feel so yeah we just feel so safe to to really really share and the more you share the more you can relate to everybody else <laughs> that's exactly it isn't it because it feels so scary to put yourself out there and say you know this is me this is how it's been affecting, alcohol's been affecting me and, you know, the things that it's kind of made me do or, you know, made, made my life feel a bit like, um, because of the way that we're indoctrinated to feel about, you know, having an issue with alcohol, there is that stigma. And the great thing about being in community and great thing about being in group is, you know, you know, you're all talking and you're all speaking the same and you see these amazing women like Ali and the other people in the group and they're all the same as you. They're all cool people that if you met on the street, you'd be like, oh, that's an awesome person. I really want to get to know them. There's nothing wrong with them. They don't have two heads. They're just like regular people like me and you. It's like everybody's, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We're just struggling with an addictive substance. And the minute you can tell your story and show your 
soft belly to the rest of the group and they accept you and love you and say, you know, that's okay, me too. It just feels, you feel so much better, don't you, about yourself? Totally. Mm. Totally. Yeah. It is a scary, vulnerable thing to do. So I think it's important that we have, you know, a nice small group where you can feel loved and have a soft place to land when you when you are struggling you know because it's like i said like we said before it's not always a straight path and things come up for us and stresses happen and feelings happen and day-to-day -day life isn't easy yeah. is it? I... no and it's a very complicated relationship it's not just for anxiety it's not just for a good time you know when we when especially with the program with the 30 days, you know, you can focus on all the different ways that reasons and all, like, you know, because I guess the nature of the beast is that it likes to infiltrate everything. Yeah. It likes to infiltrate your, your sadness and your joy. And so, therefore, it's very multifaceted. So, um, yeah, I think that's also why the program is so successful because, you know, we look at every aspect mm. and, you know, and you, you're surprised by, by you surprise yourself with all the all the reasons why you're drinking you didn't even realize you're drinking for absolutely. that reason as well yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and how much like you know so often it can be things you know really things that you would never have thought it was it can be you know you might think that you're a really extroverted person and then you find that actually you're drinking to make you an extroverted person or you know they can there's so many different things or you you can think that you are drinking um your drinking helps you um enjoy things and then you find out that you're actually you're actually drinking because you don't like the things and you're drinking in order to <laughs> to get yourself through the things and you're that's what i found i was like oh my goodness i actually dislike most of the things that I was doing in my social life and the only reason I was being able to get through them was by drinking but I had no idea I thought I loved them I thought they were the that was <laughs> that was that was all I wanted to do it's very surprising when you yeah. start to uncover this stuff yeah. yes yeah absolutely and that's what happens in your alcohol experiment we are we're pausing and we're we are planning and anticipating and thinking about what might be coming up for us on that weekend or going back to what happened to us last night and really unpicking it. And um, so it's, it's sort of like a, it's a pause, isn't it? Like a slowdown. Definitely. You know, it's a consciousness, which yes, we normally exactly don't have. Because we're just... Yeah. And often it can be really difficult. You know, we ask, and I often have this with myself as well, we, you know, we often ask the question, you know, um, what did that make you feel like or do you know why you did that and often we can't articulate it because mm. it's coming from our unconscious or it's coming from our nervous system or it's things that we and so it's about sort of slowing down and instead of just like you said Ali it's about slowing down and looking into what's going on for us and and starting to be able to put words and to put an understanding around the reasons that we might be using alcohol um, and that can be tricky for people to do. It can be, you know, so, we, so you, you actually have to kind of focus in on it rather than just brush it out the way or under the table, you know, mm -hmm. um, and kind of pretend it's, it's not happening. But I think if you do do the work and you are able to, to slow down a little bit and have a look at what's going on, 
you can get to that place that it sounds like you've got two hours, which is that, you know, you really have made a firm commitment that that's the direction that you're going now. And mm. there's no sort of question in your mind. But yeah. And, and I, I, I mean, I couldn't have predicted how that was going to come about, but right. it has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and it probably, it's it probably, for, for me, it probably, probably is because it did, was going to take me this much time and it was going to be that many um, sessions and that many different rep repetitions of the same material with different groups and different women and um, just reinforcing, reinforcing. It's happening in there. You're not always aware of it. Yes. And, and suddenly... Yeah. Or not suddenly. I'm sure it's. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a different switch for everybody, and that's really interesting. Isn't it? That's right. <laughs> it's so interesting because I know Annie always says um, change happens in an in instant. It's the preparation for change that takes time, ah, and I think that's like really lovely because it's that's exactly right. It's like at so, at some point they become you go and go. Okay, this is I'm I'm done now. Yeah. Um, but it's all the stuff that goes before that that creates that instant change. It's all the, you know, the time that's that's elapsed and the things that you've done and the things that you've learned and the data points that have happened and the, the growth that you've gone through that and the life experiences that you've gone through and things like going away and going to another country and doing it all alcohol free and having a fantastic time. Those are the sort of neural pathways that you build over time right yeah 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 and look you know this idea of work and and is it easy well it's not easy is it work oh, I suppose it's work but I would definitely say if you're gonna if you need to do you need to do the work right if you if you want to drink less or stop drinking you're gonna have to do something and yeah. this is the easiest way to do it <laughs> that's what I would say like your alcohol experiment you know, that is the most pleasurable, the the most lovely and the safest way to do it, I would say, in my opinion. I want to do it again, except that I'm on another program with you. <laughs> I'm sure I will do it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not really, I don't know if you're going to get away with just, you know, not looking at this stuff and suddenly just decide you're going to stop. I would imagine that everyone kind of has to look at it. So you may as well make it... Um, a beautiful and, and rich sort of experience. That's exactly it because it's, you know, I was listening to this Russell, um, the guy who invented a acceptance commitment therapy. I was reading his book um, and he was talking about, you know, life isn't supposed to be all, you know, rosy all the time. It's up and down and, you know, there's that sort of the difference between the concept of the Greek I think it's a Greek word, you know, there's hedonism and then there's another word that means flourish and one is pleasure seeking and the other is flourishing and it's, you know, flourishing isn't about always being high. Flourishing is about getting into some of the deep stuff, getting into some of the tricky stuff and working your way through it. And it's by working your way through it that you get to start to flourish. And I thought that was such a lovely word. Um, yeah. It has, there is a proper like Greek or word for it, but I can't remember what it is. But I like to flourish. It's flourish. <laughs> um, um, 
And Ali, how has your life changed? What's different for you Ooh. since you made, you know, since that switch has turned, has, has, has kind of, I don't know what the right word is, since you pressed yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know whether it's gone on or off. I feel like it's actually gone on, my switch. Yes. Um, so, yes, okay, well, um, you know, I have a lot of balls in the air and so uh, I, I'm really enjoying the fact that I can take my response to stress is really a lot more um, methodical and peaceful and I can I can tease things out and I can see them for what they are rather than catastrophizing yeah which is a really really great thing for me in in my business life yeah um I can I'm I can see that I'm better in my job because you know I'm just I'm just not catastrophizing, which, you know, I would definitely do um, with the, the level of anxiety that drinking sort of that spiral creates. So, yes, much less reactive, um, I'm much more present, of course, for all my in all my relationships. Uh, just remembering everything. Yeah. Um, is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not at all... For me, I know this is this one's different for everyone, but yeah, I'm around alcohol, perfectly happy to go into pubs, to go out, to go into anywhere where there's booze. If I'm not drinking, I'm just not. It's not an issue. This house is wine everywhere. It's just not an issue. So, so yeah. So, um, really enjoying social occasions. Really enjoying driving everywhere. Yeah, yeah we all love that because that's freedom, right? Yeah, it is. Um, there's, just, there's just so many different. Um, levels of freedom, freedom in your brain because you're not constantly thinking about it. You don't, you're not worrying about when you can get a drink, where you're going to get a drink, am I going to drink? None of that happens. And freedom to come and go, freedom to, to run your own show. Yeah. Thank you, Al. Um, oh, if you. anyone was sitting on the fence about joining the Audiophile <laughs> experience, what would you say? Oh. <laughs> I just I like just totally <laughs> just get in there and enjoy yourself. Yeah. I mean the only issue is it's too good. The end of the month comes. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's like, and that's you know, yeah, the end of the month comes and you've got all your your sort of your toolbox full of stuff. And the relationships, you know, we're still in contact with I'm, I'm in contact with the women I've done the program with before and you know, and now we're yeah. So look, I mean it's just it's just a it's a super duper way. Do it with curiosity, you know. Yeah. See what happens. It's an experiment. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Mm. Thank you so much, my lovely. I really appreciate you coming on and speaking with me and sharing your experience and your journey with other people. And that's just really kind of you and testament as well to your um, journey with alcohol too that you're feeling comfortable and confident enough to do that and you know I appreciate I really appreciate you doing that so thank you Ali. Thank you Emma and yeah I was just just quickly I thought oh it's a bit early days for me to be talking. But no. no it's not it's like it's all just a, a journey and you know here I am on it right now yeah. um, you know there's no end point. <laughs> It need to be, does it? It's it's no. always a journey for all of us. That's that's no, yeah. what I reckon just not giving up is the key, you know, that's if that's it. something that you're interested in and that you want, just keep that's it. Keep on it. That's it. Mm. That's it. Thank you, my friend.
Thank you, Emma. With everything you've offered me. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you for being with us on this journey, on your journey. I really appreciate having, uh, having that privilege. I've created something new. If you're really keen to do the 30-day Aussie alcohol experiment, but you can't wait until March for the next live version, or even if you just prefer not to work in a group, if you'd rather just connect if you want to to the free Facebook group that's available and just do the work in your own time. I am launching my new self-paced Aussie alcohol experiment and it's launching in December. You'll get the de- same daily amazing scientific compassion-led resource-filled daily videos from me with journaling prompts and that will come into your email box just like it would in the live um, great Aussie alcohol experiment but this time it's something that you can do at your own pace at your own time fitting in with your busy life Um, I just wanted to be able to bring this to people at this time of year at a lower price point Um, because the data in here is so incredible um, that, and I know that at this time of year it can be very busy with holidays and everything and trying to schedule coaching calls might be just too much. So I encourage you to, it's only $47, join up, spend 30 days with me, not in person, but on video and do the journaling prompts and just could change your life. Everybody that I speak to who changes their relationship with alcohol cannot believe the difference in this methodology, the lack of deprivation, the choice. And, you know, at the end of the day, the goal is to make alcohol a small and irrelevant part of your life. So the link's in your show notes. I'd love for you guys to join up and spend 30 days with me and experience the transformation that I experienced when I did this program myself back in January 2020. All right, my lovelies, take care. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine and remember to keep choosing you.